Welcome to the State of Energy, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt, and Tom, our podcast has never been more relevant than it is right at this moment in time. That's right. Oh, man. Our name says it all. The State of Energy, right? Yeah, yeah we're in our third year, uh, and people can go to thestateofenergy.com and listen to past podcasts where we literally are talking about the very issues the world is facing right now if the United States went too extreme with pulling back on our energy production. I mean, from inflation to Russia and power grid issues, um, I mean, this is all relatively easy to forecast. Um, and it continues to highlight on how propane being a part of a well-balanced energy plan is an absolute necessity. Yeah, we we have to have multiple, multiple fuel sources, uh, including electricity, coal, natural gas, propane, gasoline, diesel. We need it all because we know what can happen if you uh, try to rely on just one fuel source. Every time it happens, every time somebody is is relying on one source of energy, you, you can you can smell a disaster coming and, and we see it over and over and over i mean it, it, look at what's going on right now i mean the world is watching what's happening with russia and ukraine it was pretty easy to predict i mean there's so we can go so deep on this uh but something else i want to touch on is out of newswire one year after texas storm yuri and other grid failures in texas propane use is surging now according to a study commissioned by perk to gauge customer confidence in the electric grid a quarter of the more than 4,000 respondents have purchased a generator over the past two years, and just over half have considered it. Even the fire department's buying propane generators, right? They're, yeah. It, it, you, know, you know it's getting serious when your first responders are like, hey, we need, we need to have a backup power source. Otherwise, those vital services like uh, the fire department... I mean, come on, that, that, that's why they're doing this is because they know how important their services are. And it just really builds uh, some resiliency to these natural disasters. Um, just think about all the other critical infrastructure, um, police departments, fire stations, hospitals, shelters. The most important one that I think, though, is the cell, the cell towers. Can you imagine if you were without a cell phone for a day no oh, i mean people would just i mean there would it'd be, lose your would mind just be sitting there just you know like just withdrawing shaking sweating <laughs> you, you wouldn't be able to look at facebook what would you do yeah. but, but in all reality you know how much stuff is on your phone that you rely on oh, yeah. on the data uh i mean if you don't have that thing working if you if your your phone's working but there's no service because the cell tower is uh it, it has no electricity to it you basically have a very expensive solitaire machine man i you know we used to you remember the old cell phones where you could play that snake game <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe we should get a get that going again and folks, at the State of Energy, what we do here is we discuss how propane is energy for everyone. I mean, propane is clean energy that's affordable and abundant, and it's here right now. It's for your home, your business, your farm, for fleets of vehicles, school buses, or any buses, even forklifts. Um, and speaking of the power of propane vehicles, we have to uh, do a tip of the hat to that new Cummins B6.7 propane autogas engine. This thing is going to be a game changer for for that that bigger delivery truck, um, it it's it's gonna be 
a big engine that's going to put out lots of power for fleet deliveries. And uh, if, if you haven't been following us or listened to this, this is basically a diesel engine that they've set up to run on propane. And the problem in the past with getting a diesel engine to actually run on propane is diesel engines don't have uh, spark ignition. They run off of the glow plugs and compression for their ignition system. And propane needs that spark um, to to actually ignite the fuel in, in the cylinder. But the, the diesel engine is super robust and has a really high compression which propane loves you can get you get uh, that high compression engine and you put some propane into it you've got a really big powerful engine that can that can throw out some serious torque so this is going to be awesome i can't wait uh until these things hit start hitting the ground yeah, and that 6.7 liter displacement engine will be built on the Cummins recently announced fuel agnostic B-series platform and powered with propane autogas. And, you know, I'm not sure why there needs to be a denial of God in this, but, you know, that's the way they're naming this. <laughs> it's going to be one of the lowest uh, emissions autogas engines um, out there. And and the, the cool part about this is people are starting to see uh, that they're the full emission cycle of some of these electric uh, vehicles, like a an, an electric truck, has to have these giant batteries, and they, yes. they use a lot of coal and natural gas to charge these batteries. And with with propane, you get a much lower emissions footprint out of these big engines uh, than you could. You can't even get close to that with a uh, an electric truck. I mean. Man, these things. An electric truck has has a lot of weight yeah. in in battery. Like we talked about that. Uh, the Hummer. The Hummer. This this Hummer. <laughs> this is this is absurd. The Hummer's battery is the same size of a Honda Civic. It's the entire it's car. It's insane. It's like an entire car, the same size or weight. And when you start talking about uh, transportation wise in in the trucking industry, weight is a big deal because you can only you can only drive a semi truck down the road you can't exceed you can't exceed a certain weight limit right so right. so all these bridges and highways they were built um for with a weight limit and they know that if you go overweight you have to have extra tires and and permits and and it's very costly so a, a standard semi truck when you start to say oh yeah we're going to throw on an extra five ten thousand pounds worth of batteries that payload or the cargo uh, payload just drops dramatically and now you need one and a half trucks for every truck that you used to have because you're you got a half a truck full of batteries <laughs> well you know what big ups to our friends over at cummins for uh delivering this amazing vehicle also the uh the engine and uh, the chairman and CEO of Cummins, Tom Leinbarger, is going to be the keynote speaker to the annual Advanced Clean Transportation Expo at the Long Beach Convention Center in Southern California, May 9th through the 12th. You know what the bummer about that is, is we're going to be in Reno that, that same day doing our show again. 
So we can't go to this expo. No, but we'll be there in spirit. We'll be there in spirit. Yeah, we that's good. And that show's got a ton of low and zero emission vehicles there. You know, they're gonna have they're gonna have lots of stuff with. They're gonna have obviously they're gonna have the electric ones. They're gonna have natural gas, or they're gonna have the liquid natural gas. But the one that's gonna really shine this year is gonna be the propane trucks because mm-hmm. they 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 can do the job right now. They don't take on a whole lot of uh, extra weight. And in fact, propane is half the weight of diesel fuel. So you actually can can save some weight of your vehicle if you were to switch this diesel engine to to propane. So it's you're you're gonna see that at the acts at the ACT Expo. It's gonna be propane's gonna shine. Well, and that's great. I mean, it says a lot that uh, the CEO of Cummins is gonna be the keynote speaker. Yeah. It's, it speaks yeah, they volumes. Got, they, got, they got a lot of cool things going on. And also, uh, uh, during the 2022 NTEA Work Truck Show, it's taking place here very soon, March 8th through 11th in Indianapolis. Perk will be highlighting the benefits of propane autogas engines and technology, and attendees can actually see how propane autogas accelerates decarbonization. It's going to feature three propane autogas engines from Cummins, Roush Cleantech, and Power Solutions International, and fleet owners and managers that uh, make at least one stop by the Perk booth will be entered to win four box seats at the Indianapolis 500 coming up this May 29th. Nice. My my brothers just got back from uh the Daytona the Daytona 500. Were they were they uh big ballin tank hauling? I think they think they were. They didn't invite me though. So what does that what does that tell you? Well, maybe they thought it was under your pay grade. That possibly, possibly. Just saying. I mean, you're like royalty now in the propane <laughs> industry. Going back to this work, this work truck show, this is a big deal. If anybody that's in the work truck space, you know, this is a big industry, right? I mean, you need Mm -hmm. a, you need a work truck to do, you know, all the, all the jobs. Just think of, just think of all the different, uh, industries that need a, that need a truck. I mean, there's the list goes on and on and on, (laughs) but there's a lot of engines. This, the Cummins is the one, but there's also the Roush, uh, clean tech with that Godzilla engine in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, that 7.3 Ford motor. There's also another engine from, uh, uh, Power Solutions International that makes this 8.8 liter. That's that uh, that big Chevy engine. Huge. So there's there's lots of there's lots of uh, options to get big power in a work truck that's going to run on a fuel that that's clean. It's affordable, and you can have it delivered right to your business and fuel your own trucks up every day. So you don't have to worry about you know going to the gas station and having your guys uh, messing around with with fueling uh because there's you know that some sometimes there's some some theft in involved with fleet fueling Mm -hmm. and if you're if your truck runs on propane just think about it's not like somebody's going to be pulling up with their own personal car and and topping off their car (laughs) right i mean there's there's some security there for a business if you convert your fleet to run on propane and that's just one one of the many many uh, reasons why you should you should think about or consider having your fleet run on propane. Very good point. Yeah, very good point. You should represent the propane industry in a few different. You should. You're pretty good at this stuff. I should. I, I, 
<laughs> That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Randy Witt, and this show is called The State of Energy. You can find out more about us by going to thestateofenergy.com. You can check out past episodes, also see what uh, rebates are out there. We still working some rebates on that uh, page? We are, we are working rebates. Uh, we have rebates for uh, Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho, $200.00. Um, for two different appliances in your house, so you get it up to four hundred bucks, and that's if you're going to switch out a uh, wood burning fireplace to a clean propane fireplace. If you're going to add a propane power generator, we'll help you uh, two hundred two hundred dollars with that. Uh, water heaters, furnaces, stoves, clothes dryers, all the things to to help keep your your home comfortable and clean. We've got rebates to help you do that. Two hundred bucks. Go to the State of Energy. You'll you'll find the the, the link on there. Also, there's also information about uh, finding a propane job. Yes. Yeah. Is that industry going to grow by billions of dollars in the next few years? Jump in. Now's the time. Yeah. It's that's uh, another thing that we're really we're really focusing on is getting uh, getting people a job. And um, th- I know there's lots of jobs out there, but people are starting to think about the job and the impact of their job on the environment. And, and so if you really uh, want to get into an industry that's a that's a clean energy uh, and you're concerned about that, jump into the propane industry because not all jobs are created equal and and not all industries are clean. Um, so if, if you're if you're interested in that and, and that really uh, something that's important to you, get a hold of your local propane supplier. I'm sure they're hiring. Yeah, so you go to stateofenergy.com and get information there. Um, And you can also go to findapropanejob.com. Once again, findapropanejob.com. And Tom, you know, we were just talking about expos, um, and they're happening all over the place now because apparently COVID is over. COVID's over. Is is that it? Have we announced it now? I don't know. I don't know. If you're if you're in Florida, I guess. Did you see that? Did you see that thing with DeSantis when he when he told those those kids to take off? Uh, Yeah, actually, Tony actually was showing me a great story on that as well. And it's it's go ahead. I'll let you break down the story. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know if we want to break down that story or not. But the the point is, you know, things are getting back open. People are traveling. People are going to expos. Um, and we've got a couple cool ones that we're going to attend and we're going to be showing off um, some things. We're going to what do we got coming up first? We got the uh, Be Prepared Expo in Salt Lake City that we're going to be at. Uh, that should be a pretty cool one. Get get information on on preparedness for your business and your family for emergencies. And it could be any any. It could be a natural disaster. Uh, it could it could be a domestic attack. It could be all sorts of different emergencies. And the, these guys put this expo together to. Uh, just show people all the different things that you might want to consider to uh, being prepared for the next disaster. Because uh, you know, if, now that now that uh, that COVID's halfway over or or almost over, you, we got to be prepared for the next uh, the next disaster, right? Well, yeah, and well, the State of the Union, no one was wearing masks, so I guess if you know they're breaking away from that. <laughs> Granted, it is the midterms are coming up this year, and they're trying to get away from that. You know. Try to get out in front of it. But, you know, where's this? Uh, uh, is this the one that's coming up in uh, where we're going to have the party house? Uh, the No, no, that one's in uh, that one's in Nashville. So we're going to be at the uh, the propane expo 
at the end of April. So let's let me let's just let's circle back to the B. Let's the, run down the State of Energy tour schedule. The the tours. Okay, so we're going to be at the Be Prepared Expo um, in Salt Lake City, and this is on dun, 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 Friday, April twenty second, and Saturday, April twenty third. And then we're going to bounce over to Nashville to the uh, the International Propane Expo. And that one's going to start um, on the 24th and go through the 26th. So we'll we'll be uh, hitting those two shows. Then we're going to be in Reno. Um, Back in Reno. At the Propane Expo on uh, a, in May. So that should be... That'll, that'll keep us busy for the for April and May. And if any of our listeners are going to be at these events, please come join us. Uh, yeah. We'd love to have you on the show and discuss propane and the greatness of propane and, and what you, you know your thoughts are. Um, anyone that's listening and is going to be at these events, please search us out. Yes, please do. We'll be we'll be there with open arms. And you just mentioned Utah, and now we have to talk about the clean air heavy equipment tax credit. Things have changed all of a sudden. Yeah, we you know that this this bill didn't get a whole lot of attention, but it's it's uh it's legislation legislative season here in Utah. Well, well, pretty much all over the the country. But um, this HB three eleven, which was a clean air heavy equipment tax credit, and the original the original version of this, um, it, it's a House bill. It was uh, it was going to incentivize switching to an electric motor um, and they were going to give out a thousand dollars per horsepower <laughs> that's just so crazy to think about a thousand per horsepower a th- <laughs> think about the average truck how much horsepower that's a lot like that's <laughs> three to five hundred horsepower i mean you're talking about a half a million dollars that you were gonna get like that's a that's a lot of money and uh and it didn't include any other uh it did well it included natural gas as well but um so we we we, we tried to get a hold of uh some of these lawmakers and we we tried to talk to them about this and wanted to say you know propane's a, a great a great choice and it's not in here we should we should help get this in there and and uh so they modified it a little they didn't add propane exactly but they added some other words that said like the cleanest all the cleanest available fuel high propane uh, which propane was gonna propane was going to play a big role in that because it's going to be the cleanest available fuel for a lot of applications. And, uh, apparently a couple days ago, uh, or this week anyway, the Senate, uh, killed it. So it passed the house, uh, with, with, with pretty high votes. Um, but the Senate did not, did not buy off on this. So it lost, uh, 10 to 18, uh, and I think it's uh, it's a dead bill now. So either we did our job or we didn't do our job. But either way, uh, the, we're not going to give out a stupid amount of money for an electric an electric motor. So that's good. Thousand dollars per horsepower. That is crazy. Insane. 
Um, now, uh, what's going on with Germany right now? It's 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 insane. It's just it's it's crazy what's happening not only with Germany but obviously Russia and Ukraine. Um, Reuters has got a story about Germany stepping up efforts to cut Russian energy reliance, and uh, Germany is taking more steps to diversify its energy supplies in a bid to cut dependence on key Russian supplier, the key supplier Russia, announcing a 1.5 billion euro order for non-Russian liquefied natural gas and slowing its exit from coal yeah so meaning yeah so you know it, the way i just see this it's we you we here in the united states hey you know what we're gonna help the environment we're not gonna produce so much energy we're not gonna do this and then for some reason people didn't think far enough down the road that russia was gonna get cocky when the whole world was you know a good chunk of the world's relying on their energy and they're gonna start making advancements and now all of a sudden that goes crazy and now germany's gonna be burning coal for the foreseeable future. Well, they ha- they have to. So we tried to do something. We, we, we tried to do something to help the environment. And in the end, the world gets more coal. And they're kind of stuck, though, right? Because it's easy to throw more coal into it and, and create uh, the, you know, and compensate for that electricity demand. But to get liquefied natural gas delivered, uh, well, it, it takes a, a lot of work. You know, you have to build a big infrastructure to get those ships unloaded. Uh, and then you have to find somebody that's going to sell it to you. So you have to find some a country that's got extra uh, liquid natural gas. You have to find a ship for it. And then you got to ship it over to Germany and then you have to, you have to have this infrastructure. So it's, it's going to be years and years away before they can, they can actually offload a bunch of extra LNG because they just don't have the infrastructure there. And they're talking about, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to now invest into it because they were, they got, they got caught, um, you know, with, with putting all their eggs into, into the Russian pipeline there. And so this is, it's totally unfortunate what's going on in Europe right now. Uh, But this just goes to show you what happens when you, when you give all of your, your fuel resources to one supplier and, and the Russia and, and of all the countries, Russia. Yeah. It's, you know, who happens to be, you know, the chair on the UN security council. So anybody that tries to put something up for a vote, it gets knocked down. Nobody could look at a calendar to figure out this was going to happen. We did. People weren't listening to the state of energy two years ago when we were talking about this. It's super sad to watch what's what's taking place, but it just it's just goes to show you what we need to do here in our own country. You know, we've already killed the Keystone Pipeline. We put billions of dollars into this. We're thinking about shutting down line five uh, where we already have discouraged the the uh, the the drilling for oil and the drilling for natural gas and the fracking like businesses are afraid to dump money into this this uh development of of fuels because they don't know when they're going to be attacked and and be shut down again so you know if you look back a couple of years ago it was oh yeah we're going to shut down fracking we're not going to do no more drilling uh no more coal no more natural gas and, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, why aren't you guys, uh, why aren't you guys being active and, and drilling for more fuel? We need it. Well, I mean, come on, how much, how much of a beating can you take before, uh, be, before we, we say uncle, right? It's mm-hmm. like the Keystone is a, is a clear example, uh, of, of that abuse and, uh, 
co the corporations are just not going to put up with. They don't want to dump money into the infrastructure when there's no guarantee they're going to get used. And uh, today, by the way, I actually saw Pete Buttigieg, our U.S. Secretary of Transportation, talking about this very issue. And he once again used that phrase, all options are on the table. Keystone, we have to look at that. We even have to look to Iran. His exact words, his exact words, he says, we may even need to enlist the help of Iran. Wow. What? Wow. I mean, that is just, in, you know, OPEC's like, you know, we tried to get them to boost up uh, production. They're like, uh, you know, using a certain finger on their hand to let us know how they feel about that. Well, the good news is we have an abundant amount of propane. We actually, if we use 10 billion gallons of propane last year, we have an extra 10 billion that we've been exporting because we don't have enough places to use it here in the U.S. So if you wanted to uh, try to get some energy security for your business or your farm, your fleet of vehicles, your community, your school buses, get a hold of the propane industry, get a hold of the propane company near you and tell them you want to, to explore more ways to use propane in your in your business and in your life you know who could use some uh, propane help tell me the felicity ace <laughs> felicity ace cargo uh, ship it's like a pet story that we like to talk about here it is kind of it's <laughs> we kind of laugh about it but the thing sank now it's it down it's at the bottom of the ocean right we we talked about this uh we talked about flooded cars or uh, going into the market after a big flood or a big hurricane and we even we even laughed about having uh you know your 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 ferrari that's going to be on burnt that comes back <laughs> into the uh into the system but i don't, I don't think these these cars are coming back in they're they're done for they're they're sitting at the bottom of the ocean yep the felicity ace cargo ship uh, has been sunk carrying porsches and lamborghinis uh the ship was in the midst of a salvage effort and was supposed to have been towed to land uh, and some 4,000 new vehicles are now lost at sea. Uh, MOL Ship Management out of Singapore updated the situation regarding the Felicity Ace car carrier. They said initial reports from the local sav salvage team uh, state that the vessel had sunk around 9 a.m. local time having suffered a list to starboard. Uh, the last vessel position was around 220 miles off the west coast of Portugal, uh, and the salvage crafts will remain around the area to monitor the situation and look for some glowing three-eyed fish. <laughs> I hope they don't get electrocuted. You know, there's a there's a there's a part of this story that's that's intriguing because we know there's electric vehicles on this ship, but nobody has come out and said the quantity or the amount of battery, or what the harm to to the ecosystem is going to be. And I know the ocean's big, and and you know we could say, oh, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. It's just it's just four thousand cars sunk at the bottom of the ocean. But it's kind of like, what do you do with your old car battery or your old batteries? We just chuck them in the ocean? No, come on, we don't. This is not this is not going to be good. It's not gonna it's not going to be good for the environment. Uh, and yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see some, some funky looking, uh, fish come out of this, but I, I hope <laughs> they clean it up because this is, this is going to be bad. It's very bad. And on top of all of that, I did some quick math and we're talking about Porsches and Lamborghinis and other cars. So if you factor in and figure out that say the average car in there was about a hundred thousand dollars, 4,000 cars, 
That's $400 million. It's almost a half a billion dollars that's sitting at the bottom of the ocean. Well, you you know what the used car market's doing. It, I'm sure that, that just got a little boost. Yeah, those things will be on the road by December. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is the car, car market's already crazy. Yeah. Like the cars are actually appreciating in value all of a sudden. Uh, and now you take out that 4,000, those 4,000 cars out of the supply chain. It's just another reason why your car value is going to be up. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that, you know, not all of us are like Tom Clark and can afford a Lamborghini, but. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, psh, well, my Lamborghini's not coming now, so I gotta, I'm going to have to figure out something yeah, it's else. Now, I, now a submarine. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get a Ferrari. <laughs> that is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Randy Witt, and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. 